0: That was a long time ago, and it's still affecting our modern lives today.
1: Where did you learn that?
0: I read it somewhere. Oh. Just in my research.
1: Like you said, Zach's a nerd.
0: Hey, you Mm know what? Read, it's good for you. listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Changing the Script podcast. I am your co-host, Zach Pippins.
1: And I'm Hannah Pippins, and together we dive deep into the stories, trends, and ideas that are reshaping our world online.
0: That's right. From technology to culture, we are challenging the status quo and asking the tough questions so that we can ultimately change the script.
1: And today we have a good topic that's been on a lot of people's minds, which is Algorithms.
0: That's right. Algorithms, man. Algorithms have been probably one of the most popular topics that I've seen online. They really just are all over the place.
1: There's ways to like, here's three steps to trick the algorithm, or here's two ways to beat the algorithm. There's a lot of differing opinions on this topic as well.
0: There definitely are. You know, and to be honest, guys, the the reason that we're talking about algorithms is not so much about the fact that we want to teach you guys tips and tricks on how to hack the algorithm. No. Um, that is not what we're here for. Uh, We actually are going to be talking about a little bit more in depth what algorithms are, some of the dangers that algorithms pose. Um, And then we are going to talk about, I think, a couple of things that people really need to think about doing whenever it comes to their time with social media. Um, And one of the reasons this popped up into my head is a couple of different reasons, actually. Uh, But one of the main ones is, is I read an article the other day And this article is talking about technology addiction. And I think that most every single person between the ages of three (laughs) and maybe 45 can really uh, relate to the feeling of technology addiction. Um, One, because that's how it's designed. And two, I think we've all experienced it.
1: I know I have. I look at my screen time some weeks, and yes, we work fully online, so we have to take that into consideration, but I find myself tricking myself into thinking I'm doing market research or I'm supporting people online, and I find myself scrolling for hours and hours and hours until I find something or something pops up on my screen that just turns me into a completely anxious mom for the rest of the afternoon. today, for example, I was, Hey, I'm going to take a five minute break. We were in our office and Zach went to go get some water and he came back and I was like, I saw a video of a mom who lost her baby and I freaked out and it was this horrific story. And the whole afternoon, I was just completely anxious. And I'm not that anxious of a person. You may disagree with me, but I have gotten a little worse. When we first
0: got together, you were, you were very laid back. Um, you did not care about the same things you did, Mm -hmm. but in, in, in your defense, I think most women that become mothers,
1: Oh, they have that have that,
0: that mindset shifts. Um, but no, you definitely didn't used to be as anxious.
1: Yeah. But it goes into the, the topic of technology addiction and what a lot of these platforms that we all know and love and work on and make money on. Um, it's everything in life. I feel like and all the topics we talk about are double-edged swords, right? It's, it's amazing. And they're incredible opportunities, incredible platforms that, you know, develop great relationships. We are living proof of that. Um, some of our best friends, really, we always joke. We don't really have many friends outside of the online world, but there is a negative side to it because I really find myself thinking about horrible stories or horrible, outcomes when I see these videos online and it will stress me out and it will ruin my day.
0: No, for sure. And and that's what really got me thinking about this, right? Because what these algorithms are designed to do, and these algorithms have gotten so advanced that they can do this in the blink of an eye, but they know exactly what to show you. Mm-hmm. they know exactly how to curate the content to keep you engaged and to keep you going further and further and further down the rabbit hole, right? So, and, and it's really, and truthfully, it's both fascinating and a little bit terrifying at the exact same time because, I mean, I've read a couple of Blinks because I do love Blinkist because um, you can get those 15-minute books. And
1: Zach's going to nerd out on um, this episode.
0: Hey, you know what? Let me have my time. <laughs> uh, we can do another episode on Star Wars. Anytime you feel, but um, no, and and I've read a couple of different ones where it talks about how if we're not careful, algorithms could very well potentially start controlling society. Um, One of them that I read most recently talked about how if you want algorithms to run society, you have to make it easy for the algorithm to be able to interpret the data. So you could set up society in such a way that an algorithm can determine the data Mm -hmm. and it can pretty much make your decisions for you. So just imagine wearing a pair of glasses that you're walking from point A to point B and those glasses could help determine what you do between point A and point B. So as you're walking through the algorithm picks up that you're near a particular store that you mentioned two days ago, you might need a tank top from. It could start to coerce you towards that, that place so that you can start spending money or maybe it knows that you're, um, you know, looking for a drink and it could start guiding you towards an area where there's a bar that you might be interested in joining or going in and having a drink. Like, that is how advanced these are getting because they're they're machine learning.
1: Well, we always talk about it like we bought a new mattress a couple months back and we didn't even look it up online, but just had the conversation about, hey, we need a new mattress. Like our mattress is old. It's getting hard to sleep on. We need a new mattress. And within a day, if not less, a couple hours, we were seeing ads about mattresses. But again, we didn't even look it up online. We didn't search it. And we were seeing it's already starting. It's already happening.
0: Oh, yeah. No, just the other day, I looked up recipes for old fashions. And my TikTok is already littered with recipes for old fashions. And it's not even covert. It's one video after the next. Mm -hmm. I looked up one thing. And honestly, that is probably the first time I've used the search function on TikTok. So TikTok (laughs) was probably like, finally, we're going (laughs) to learn what this guy wants to watch. Um, so, but yeah, that, that's essentially what I'm trying to get to is that these algorithms have gotten so smart that they can predict what it is that we want to see. They can even, they're, they're listening to us through our dictation. They're, they're watching what you're looking up on the internet. They're paying attention to what you're searching on their platforms and they're taking all of that data and they're translating it essentially. Um, and it's all automatic based off of this algorithm. So just for those of you who don't understand what an algorithm is, an algorithm is a, it's a simple, well, it's not simple, but it's a mathematical problem that is designed to to solve problems, right? And it gets input data and then it outputs data. Now there is a whole lot of process that goes on in between that. There's something called a decision tree that helps narrow its field so that it doesn't just start spitting out a whole bunch of random stuff. If you guys think about something like ChatGPT, ChatGPT is all based off of an algorithm. It's a machine learning AI. And all those algorithms take in all the data that we continually feed it, and it learns from every single output that it makes. And these decision trees then get narrowed so that whenever it gets an input, it can logically and quickly get to the output.
1: We and need that's, to do a whole AI episode
0: yeah, that would be a lot of fun. But, and, and this is just me understanding very little about algorithms. That is some complex mathematics, right? And, 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 and it's something that you do need to go to school probably, and you need to learn, or maybe you can learn it on your own. Well, actually, I believe you could learn it on your own, but ultimately you just need to understand that it's input output what gets input determines what gets output. And with that context, I think we have a perfect segue in what we're gonna be really talking about, and that's the rise of technology in the US and the world as well, and how algorithms have become an integral part of our daily daily lives. Um, So, and, and this is from the content that we see on our social media, like we were just talking about, to ads that we see on our social media, just like we were talking about. And this is even browser ads. This is, this is farming. This is commutes. This is your maps. This is every single thing that you do. Literally an algorithm is pretty much everywhere in modern society.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, these, uh, these algorithms can be a little bit scary. And I think the first point that we want to talk about is the power of algorithms and how it's connected to, what some doctors are starting to call technology addiction. Now there's a couple of different words for it, uh, but I'm just going to stick with technology addiction because I mean, it is what it is. You're addicted to technology. Um, What do we do whenever these algorithms get a little bit too smart for their own good and start determining what content we see and they see what ads were or they determine what ads are being displayed. They determine what influence we see They can influence all of our buying decisions, our voting decisions, our sleeping patterns, our relationships. Like, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it is a lot. I find myself struggling with this every single day, especially for those that work part-time, full-time on social media. I'm sure everyone can relate to this. The algorithm must know that I'm obsessed with live luxury handbag resellers on TikTok And so every night when I'm just like, okay, kids are asleep, Zach and I are laying in bed and I'm just like, let me just scroll through social media for a minute. And I find myself always stuck on a live of companies reselling luxury handbags. And I will sit there. They will get me stuck on there for like hours, even though I'm not going to buy a bag. I will sit there like, should I buy this bag? Should I not buy this bag? And I will toy with myself for literally hours. I texted Zach the the other night. Hey, I really love this Louis Vuitton. Should I get it? Should I get it? Should I get it? And I just like completely sidetracked myself. But I somehow convinced myself in the moment, oh, I just I'm taking a break for the day. Like it was a really long day at work. We've been really stressed. It's been a really long day. And I convinced myself that it's just my leisure time to do this. But then when I'm finished and it's like, man, could I have filled my time with something better? Could I have filled my time with something a little bit more relaxing or better for my mind? Because then I just go right to sleep. I didn't do anything to really put myself to bed or we could get into a whole other conversation about screen time right before you fall asleep and how negative that can be. Um, But yeah, the algorithm knows us all, whether we know that or not. Um, And I see it every day. Once I've become more aware of this, I see how how much they really do put stuff in front of me for a reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I can remember back to my political days. Oh um, yeah! Holy Zach smoke. got crazy
1: back then. So did I. Um, actually, I would get well, wrapped up in I, it too. Okay, not in, as bad as Zach. in
0: everyone's defense. The entire country was polarized, and polarized, crazy. and insane during 2016. Okay, yeah. we just were, um and then we were for the next four years. And 2022. Okay. Yeah, I mean, seriously, 2020
1: was even worse.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, and and it was just, it was four or five years of just people going insane. And you almost felt like you couldn't not be a part of it. But where I got bad is it was interrupting my workflow. I would be doing jobs for people and I would spend an hour and a half going back and forth with some guy that I'm,
1: him being right or
0: him being wrong or me being right or me being wrong did nothing to better my life. Yeah. But I spent that time talking to him.
1: And I would remember I would say something to Zach. It was just like, hey, can you take the garbage out? And he would be in his phone and he would not respond to me. Like you could not when he was in an argument with someone or just a conversation, it never got like crazy. But whenever he was trying to like respond and prove his point on Facebook or wherever, he would like be so locked in on his phone, he couldn't even respond to me. And I feel like that's the case for so many people. They get so ingrained in it, and we do too. Even with work, it's so hard to let go. And oh, I think later times- in the episode we'll talk about how like some of the tips yeah. that we've had. No, and-
0: definitely going to give you guys some tips later on in the episode. But and 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 it still happens to us today because I'll be working on something and I'll be locked into my computer. But most of the time it's I'm either editing something or I'm writing a blog post or maybe reading. Um, But even whenever I do find myself just sitting there scrolling through TikTok, you're just kind of like glued to it, Mm -hmm. you know. And again, it's because the algorithm is getting that input and it's giving out an output of things that you're interested in watching, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, because think about it this way. For every video that you scroll past because you're not interested in watching it, TikTok's not going to stick around very long. If you're constantly scrolling past content, Mm -hmm. it is only going to stick around if you stop and watch the content. Why? Because if you stop and watch the content, it gives the content creator attention and then they continue to create content. So then we all continue to use the platform. Businesses continue to pay for ads, all of the different stuff, right? So it creates an entire ecosystem, but it's an ecosystem that I think has been generated off of, almost a technological manipulation more so than anything.
1: Well, if we tie this into a business conversation too, we talk about this often, um, and this could be a whole separate episode within itself, but TikTok, Facebook, Instagram are free. They're free apps that we all make money on or are intending to make money on. And this episode is in no way to stray you from that. Obviously, we're on YouTube right now for those who know or for those of you who know us you know that this is our full time job this is our business this is our baby we are dependent in a lot of ways on these social media platforms to continue business however highly recommend you guys implement email marketing so you're not as dependent but a lot of times we don't think about the business so many of us think business is just a transaction business is as simple as buy and sell right you're, you you find something that you want And you're going to go buy it. The seller's going to sell it to you and that's it. But we don't really think about or talk about much. We do, but we don't about the selling of attention. This is the business that influencers are in online. This is the business that a lot of businesses are in, but especially social media platforms. They're completely free, but yet they rake in millions and billions of dollars every single year. And it's because they sell attention. So they're in the business of keeping our attention.
0: Well, not just attention. I I mean, certain people whose names shall not be said just in case they're listening. Doubt he's listening. But if you are, big old capital F to you, um, sell our information as well. Mm -hmm. And that's why um, a lot of people, I've had, not a lot of people, but I've had conversations with several people and they go, Facebook was a unicorn because it was so cool and it was this and it was that. And I was like, no it was a unicorn because every business saw the potential for data. Yep. As soon as they saw that people were willing to tell their marital status, their gender, their ethnicity, their likes, their interests, their dislikes, their address. Their address, all of that stuff. Like I mean literally everything you put on Facebook, everything you put on social media is data that the algorithms consume. And If you are addicted to it and you are constantly putting out there like, okay, going to Jamba Juice today and getting my yoga pants, dude, you just hold a lot of people information about you and you don't even realize how much information you're giving out there about yourself. It's how they, let's put it this way. If you are on social media, you're extremely liberal and that's all you talk about. You're going to constantly be bombarded with things that interest a liberal. Same Mm -hmm. thing with a Republican. Right? They're going to constantly bombard you with what you're interested in. Why? Because it keeps you around and it keeps you engaged and it keeps you giving and giving and giving more data. And interacting
1: with other people that feel the same way, it just keeps feeding the system.
0: Keeps feeding the system so that there's more in there. And I think that's where the Sandstone Care highlights. Was going with the growing concern of technology addiction, especially amongst teens and young adults. Right? They said one that it manifests in various forms. You've got gaming addiction, you've got online addiction, you've got shopping addiction, you've got social media addiction. So there's a ton of different ones that you guys can see it manifest through. But the the effects of this excessive time can lead to a loss, a losing track of time, becoming irritable when offline. And even physical sy- symptoms like headaches and what you were mentioning earlier, sleep deprivation, right? And all of those things really can negatively affect us as human beings. And and again, like you were saying, I'm not trying to say pull away from social media 100%. Social media is a powerful tool. For somebody that's in Florida and their relatives are in Washington, and I'm talking about the state, Um Social media can be super awesome. FaceTime and all that kind of stuff. YouTube, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, that could be really, really cool. You know, you don't always have to send pictures or anything like that or videos or go and you know, you can you can go see how they're doing and it's you can cool interact just on a personal them.
1: level. Yeah. Like take the business out of it. Obviously, we love these platforms, right? This is what we do. But just on a personal level,
0: it's cool. Yeah. And you can even have conversations with people overseas. Like we've had conversations with people overseas due to social media and that is a really, really cool aspect of it. But the algorithms is I think a lot of the problem that people have is that it's designed to make you addicted. Mm -hmm. It's designed to curate an addictive lifestyle and perhaps there is a better way forward because we're all about developing a better experience for people, right? And perhaps there is a better way forward. But the truth is that I think where a lot of these people are going, especially from the addiction side of things, is that there's kind of this illusion that you do have choice. And that's where this gets scary. Super deep. Right? And it gets a little deep. And I I apologize for any of you guys that are listening. And you're like, wow, this is more than what I wanted to listen to. But, hey, we're going for it we're going to have this conversation. Um, So with algorithms, curating all of this content based off of data that we've given the system, and it's outputting information specifically based on our preferences. Are you really in control? (sighs) I know, right? That is a thinker. Um, so, and, and honestly, the questions that pop up into my mind and I've got everything written down here, as soon as we get better at being podcasters, we'll do a little bit better at this. But anyways, what are the implications and are we really making our own choices and are we subtly being guided by these algorithms, like to a point where we don't even recognize it?
1: I mean, I think they're only going to get, if we... I don't know. I, I when I think about algorithms, I think it's just like an AI robot or something, and they're only going to get smarter and smarter. So we have Sky to get net. we have to get better and better at controlling ourselves. For those ourselves. of you
0: who know, you know. But my wife has no, no idea what I'm saying. Right yeah, I have now no clue. I'm no. Zach
1: net. is a nerd, and I'm just like. I'm. Maybe
0: this will help you. I'll be back. Mm, I can't do it. Star nerd. Wars. Wow.
1: Now. I don't know.
0: I'm not your father in this moment. It's I'll be back. (laughs) Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. I can't do a good Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get to the chopper.
1: No. I never know what you talk about. Zach and I, if you guys haven't been able to tell, we do not like the same TV. But.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I like great, awesome cinema. (laughs)
1: Okay, get out of here. Anyways. Um, Now
0: that we talked about this, I'm probably going to see up like uh, commercials for Terminator (laughs) or Star Wars.
1: But I think that. I think that we just have to encourage each other as a whole online community to really be aware. It starts with awareness. It starts with like auditing yourself to see where you're at and mind you guys, we're sitting here telling you guys this as we have to implement this ourselves every single day and we don't always do the best job, right? Because this stuff truly does embrace and engulf our entire life because it's what we do. It's what we're passionate about. It's what we love. And it, it takes consistent auditing.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And that is because like, all right, so first off as humans, we are inherently stimulated, Mm -hmm. right? If you're stimulated by something, you'll want it again, right? Let's talk about alcohol addiction or cocaine addiction or Meth addiction or any any of the addictions, you're not addicted to it because it sucks. Right? When people would ask me, like, why did you do that stuff? Which, okay, I never did a few of those things, but I did some of those things. Um for the lady that you know who you are. Um we'll get into that another. Yeah, time. <laughs> we'll tell that story another time. <laughs> That's our teaser to keep you coming back for more. Uh, but seriously, you know who you are, and rude. Anywho, those addictions are not there because they're boring or, well, okay, they're bad, but the word I'm using is bad in the sense of just like, they suck. You're not having fun. You go and you drink alcohol because it's fun. It makes you feel good. Maybe not tomorrow, but in the moment you feel good. You forget about your problems. You forget about what's going on around you. Same with cocaine, meth, weed, any of those substances. They help you forget because you're stimulated. And you're stimulated in a good feeling, right? And so social media can do the exact same thing Mm -hmm. for you. You can feel good about the likes. You can feel good about the engagement. You can feel good about what you're watching. But on the flip side of that quarter, you can also feel bad about yourself and put yourself into a tremendous amount of depression because you don't have what those people have. Yeah, the comparison game
1: can get you deeply.
0: Oh, heck yeah. Not realizing, yo, those people actually don't have what they're showing me online. One of my favorite TikToks, this guy goes, What you see on TikTok, whenever people take and it shows like the couple and the pretty pit, and then it goes and cuts over to real life, and there's like a thousand people there and it's busy and loud. And yeah. it, freaking there's, hilarious. There's
1: trends about <laughs> Instagram reality versus reality. Yeah, it was an Instagram yeah.
0: reality versus reality one. Uh that was pretty funny. Um but and then the other thing is is the stimulation but then interaction we crave interaction as people not everyone i can go weeks without interacting with people and be just fine
1: i can't go like an hour without it no
0: nah, she doesn't stop talking it's ridiculous we were in the truck today and i zoned out and she goes why are you ignoring me And i was like i'm not ignoring you i'm just listening to you and she goes but you're not talking and i said Do I have to?
1: Well, I also have an ability to bring up like 500 topics at once. I think a lot of women do. I can't
0: stand that. Oh, man, it drives me nuts. Like, we'll go, um, let's just use this for an example. We'll go algorithms into purses, into I need new underwear, into did the dog get let out today? I think I left the oven on. Back to algorithms. And by the end of that whole process, I go, wait, what are we talking about?
1: (laughs) That's a natural men versus women.
0: No, it's pretty funny. But yeah, so that interaction, though, I think people really, really crave that. Um, because think about it, if you're lonely and all it takes is for you to open up your phone and boom, there you go, you have interaction. Yeah. Right? So, and, and how does this really tie into the, the illusion of choice? Well, let's think about our relationships. Let's think about what we're buying. Let's think about what we're voting for. Let's think about what we're, um, what we believe like the, to our core, what we believe. It's all easily manipulated by the information that we obtain. Mm-hmm. And the internet is filled with information. I mean, before you had to go to a doctor to know what the symptoms of a common cold is. Now you just go to WebMD.
1: Well, I'm so grateful for that. But also, I'm again, not, another oh double why, <laughs> <laughs> why did I bring that up?
0: Why did I bring that up? I
1: turned into a hypochondriac in my later 20s oh my goodness
0: especially with uh, i hope it doesn't get so worse so with our first she webmd every other day with our second oh, it, was it was every, every 15 second. minutes Yeah. bringing me another webmd thing like i think i have this i think this and i was like oh my goodness i can't do this anymore um but yeah so the information is information overload i mean there's let's just look at it this way 1 million plus podcasts there's over 2 million off the top of my head, um, YouTube channels that have consistent, um, content out there, millions of websites, millions and billions of social media, uh, media users. Yep. Right. You can find just about any information you want on the internet.
1: Well, I also like that you brought up information overload, because it kind of ties into what we do and and why so many people are drawn to certain things in business. And it's because you can find anything and everything you want out there for free, but the overload will literally put you down and make you completely still and say, okay, I don't know what to pay attention to next. And it will make you, it will make you stop in your tracks and not move forward because there is just so much overwhelm online.
0: Oh heck yeah. Think about whenever we first started our business and we would go we would go learn something and then within 10 to 24 hours be relearning it because we found someone else that mm-hmm. said it differently or said no that person's wrong, do it my way. And we you especially set an information consumption mode for months ever
1: and also too i think that we get into this continuing on the business topic i think we get into this situation where we watch people and we consume their content and we think we're doing something to advance our situation for instance when i was looking for ways to make money online i would sit and watch gary v youtube videos for hours and hours a day And I felt like I was moving myself forward, but really I was staying still. Granted, a lot of those things I, 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 I kept in my pocket and there are certain one liners that will stick with you forever that you learn in those videos. But if you get stuck in the learning phase and you never go out and take action and you transition from consumption to creation, you will always be stuck. And I was stuck for a long time because I literally convinced myself Oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this and this is helping me and I'm becoming a better business owner. No, I just was stuck in consumption and information overload.
0: Which you saying that leads me to remembering that time period where you had massive FOMO, that fear massive. of missing out. You yeah. would come to me and you would say, I've been learning this, I've been learning this. If we don't get on board with this, we are not, we're gonna get left behind, right? And that actually led to some of your worst decisions whenever it came to online business opportunities um, and a few other things. There were so Um, many
1: bad ones. We literally, we have a, we had a um, life insurance policy that I literally cashed out $1,800 just to take a course on learning how to flip wooden pallets. Remember that one? Oh my goodness,
0: that (laughs) one was, yeah. And then we bought our truck.
1: Literally bought a truck.
0: All while I was trying to be a contractor. Um, we
1: were full into fixing pippins then. Yeah,
0: we were full in. It was our full-time income. That was and another thing I tried this- to
1: do to save us, to get us out of it. Yep,
0: And, and it was just because of information overload. And you yeah. had this fear of missing out. And and honestly, but it was driven by a good intention as well. You really wanted us to be able to work together and all of that. Thank which God I
1: never gave up, right?
0: I, you know what? To be perfectly honest... Um, There were times that I wanted to just, you know, maybe leave you at the fire department. (laughs) Uh, Your dad did make it clear that there's a no refund policy. So I'm stuck with her, Um, but I'm good with it. I love you. Um, Anyways. Oh, I know we're cute. Um, (laughs) No, I'm not getting out of here and I'm not editing that out either. That is just me being me. Um, but yeah, so that fear, that fear of missing out and it creates an over-reliance on the technology, which can create a false sense of security in our online relationships. Yeah. And it can also really, really just amplify our instant gratification tendencies. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I can think of for instant gratification immediately off the top of my head, because I'm even a victim of it. Um, or I shouldn't even say victim. I just do it because who doesn't love ordering something on Amazon and getting oh, it? Oh, it's same awful. Day? Uh, you know, it's, I need that's fishing. More, line.
1: That's more of the convenience conversation though. And that's a benefit, right? Like it, we can, there's so many different facets to this conversation because we're, we're talking a lot about the negative, but there's so many positives and Amazon is just a convenience thing.
0: It's a convenience thing, but it's also powered by algorithms. Yeah. I, no, and I, agree. I mean, the I see what more you're and more their app gets more advanced, the more I start to find out just how powerful it is yeah. because I can go look at fishing gear and then it just starts pounding me with, here's a fishing deal. Here's a fishing deal. Well, um, there's something even, to be even said our about Alexa's that too. Yeah. Are like, hey, by the way, uh, the other night I said, hey, play rain sounds. And it said, by the way, would you like to buy a book on? And I, it mentioned what it was. I can't remember. But I looked at you and I said, what does that have to do with thunderstorms?
1: Well, I think there's also something to be said about things being overly convenient because it just that's a whole different conversation about money and it's so convenient. And it's like there are certain things that I literally do not want to get up and go to the store to buy. So I will just buy it on Amazon. But if I couldn't buy it on Amazon, I probably just would have never bought it. Yeah. You know,
0: no. And, and whatever happened to the days where you just threw screaming kids into the cart, rolled around Walmart and just were constantly, no, you can't have that screaming at everyone, making a scene, buying what you need, running out.
1: We still have those days about three times a week.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) fair enough. But my point is, is we need more of it. Um, no, but don't get me wrong. I love technology and I think technology is an outstanding tool Uh, which I think that takes us directly into our next point with breaking free from the algorithmic grip because in Futurism, they did have an article on this and I have it written down right here. It was called Technological Domination. It highlights while humans once used technology as a tool, advancements have now positioned technology to use and even control us. Again, Skynet. But hey, only one of us knows what I'm talking about there. Um, so, but what are some ways that you can regain your control from these algorithms? What are some important things that you should be aware of? And to be honest, how can we put it back to being a tool and not so much something that guides our day-to-day life? And the first thing I think about is, is just shut it off every now and again.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think about too, I'm not the most organized of the two of us. Um, People that know me will laugh and say, yeah, we know Hannah is fly by the seat of her pants kind of girl. And Zach is like, let me schedule every minute of the day. And we have struggled with this and productivity our entire time together, our entire business life. And one thing that has helped us most recently is complete time blocks where we say, okay, this is time for the family and that's it. We're not picking up our phone no matter how serious something is unless it's like major, major, we just put it all down.
0: It can't be major. It has to be major, major.
1: Yeah, whatever. But it, it's literally setting these time blocks. And we're going to talk a lot about productivity. I think that could be a whole new episode or you have tips and tricks on that that you could share even on your own. And we'll talk a lot about this in Roadmap 2.0 as well. But I think time blocks have helped a lot.
0: Yeah, time blocking. I'm a big fan of the uh, Eisenhower um that's all I can remember. What Seven Habits right of Highly Successful People? Yeah, the so it's the four blocks where it's you know you've got urgent and important, urgent not important, important not urgent. You go over that and and roadmap 2.0 too. One. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite because you can you can really organize what it is that you need to get done. Uh, yeah, but as far as the algorithms go, and and some of the ways that you can really break from it, not just with the productivity tips, um, but again just just shutting it off from time to time because. I think the only reason I got better during that time frame, whenever I was going stupid hard on politics on Facebook, especially, um, man, I just deleted Facebook.
1: You really have to, you really have to internalize this yourself and come up with your own solutions, depending on the the severity of the "quote unquote" addiction, or, um, you know influence that you have or that you're getting off of these platforms, but it it really has to be a conscious decision.
0: Absolutely. You know, and, and, but the, the point that I'm making is, is I got off of social media. Yeah. And when I did that guys, my life got tremendously better. I, I wasn't as irritable all the time. I was more engaged in the moment and not so much worrying about, was that my phone? Did I just like, is that Facebook? Right. And I think that really helped me out, especially in our relationship, because during that time frame, you were getting really, really frustrated with me. And rightfully so.
1: No, it messes with your thought patterns. It's like even when the phone is in your hand, you're still thinking about it and you're anticipating the next comment, you're anticipating the next disagreement. And that happens for so many of us. We post a TikTok or we post an Instagram and we're anticipating the likes and the comments that we're going to get. And then it's like we either get a lot And then we're constantly replying to them right away and like, oh my gosh, I have to get back to these people right away, which is a problem for me where I feel like I'd never like to leave people without a comment back or a response back in a certain amount of time. So I get really stressed about that. And thankfully we are getting help for that. But, or you're anticipating, which is where I was before where I was like, okay, this is really good piece of content. I know people are going to go you know, people are going to love this, or I know this is going to go viral. And then I would sit there and continuously check my phone to see if it would go viral. It really affects your thought patterns, even when you're not having the phone in your hand or the computer in your hand. Yeah. The anticipation is so real.
0: And that's where it's kind of, that's where the question comes into play. Like, is choice really kind of become an illusion, right? And, And to continue the conversation, guys, like not only do you disengage for a little bit, but you need to stay informed. Um, algorithms are constantly being evolved and you can stay informed about technological advancements and how algorithms work and not just for yourself personally, but if you are an online business owner, I think it's very important for you to understand how they work. Um, because if you stop looking at it from the perspective of how can I hack the system and look at it from the perspective of how can I be a benefit to the system? I think that's where you're going to start to see a really good and positive change Um, because, again, the audience is really and truthfully the it's the first source of input from the or for the algorithm. So learn to really think about what it is that your audience wants to see and you'll do just fine with the algorithm. Now, your algorithm might not push it out to 20 million people, but as a small business owner, you don't need 20 million people Mm -hmm. watching. Um, as a small business owner, your are bread and butter is around 5,000 to 10,000 people, and you can still do very well with less than that. Um, the next thing I could say is really diversify your sources. Don't just live on TikTok. Don't just live on Facebook. Don't just live on Instagram or YouTube. Diversify where you're getting your information from, where you're getting your entertainment from. Because the more you can diversify it, the less that one particular algorithm is going to get to know you for who you are, right? Uh, To be honest, the one, I think now, the one that knows me the best is YouTube. And it's because I really, I, I use YouTube a lot. And I love YouTube. I love that I can go learn from just some Joe Schmo that's smart about something and I can just go listen to him. I don't have to feel like I'm listening to some pretentious professor or anything like that. I can just learn from a normal guy yeah. or a normal gal about any topic that I want to. Um, so, but again, guys, diversifying that in that or that, that consumption of information when would do really consume. help out yeah, yeah. when you do consume. Um, and then of course, in de- engage in some discussions and, and we want to encourage you guys to engage within the comment section. You can even reach out to us if you want to. And you can give us your feedback on what you think um, about this particular topic. But in the comment section below, really just share your opinions on this topic. You know, we're not the end all source,
1: especially of- on this topic, because we struggle with it every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. And on top of that, I am not an expert in algorithms Um And so therefore I I can't speak on this from the position of an expert, but I did understand what I was reading for the most part. I had to look up and get answers from a couple of different things. So as long as you guys just remember that algorithms are extremely powerful tools, you can remain in control by just staying informed, taking a break from time to time, and then just being proactive about taking the control back.
1: And remember too, I was just thinking of this as a solution because it's, it's rung so true. And I've seen it happen to so many people, especially if you're in the roadmap community or master resale rights community as a whole, doesn't really matter what community you're in is use the tools of social media to make actual relationships that you can be, that can be taken off the platforms, right? We've made friends that I, uh, I would consider lifelong friends at this point on social media, but now we have interactions in person. We have interactions on the phone um, that are completely irrelevant to social media and they're off the platforms themselves. So it's like we're back to just human interaction and friendship and camaraderie. And this is why networking and business is so, so, so powerful. And yes, the algorithms are powerful, but there's nothing more powerful than human interaction and connection and, and that's why we try to bring a lot of that energy in the online space because there is nothing that can break our foundational structure of wanting to interact with people.
0: Yeah, I agree with that because one of the coolest things that I've noticed is is that the strongest relationships are the ones that don't live online yeah. entirely. Yeah. Um, and we've even made some really good relationships with people. And we've even had a couple like, come and visit and hang out. Shout out to Loretta there. and Eric. Yeah. And, um, even, uh, um, Bonnie, Bonnie and Brian. Brian um, I, I mean, we've been able to create these relationships with these people and it's gone beyond just an online opportunity or for those of you who are listening, I did the, uh, air quotations. Um, but it, it goes beyond that, that business opportunity. It goes beyond um, the roadmap, it goes beyond the community. It goes into that personal connection that I think really and truthfully we we desire the most because most of our relationships online are extremely artificial. Yeah. And because of that, we can find ourselves in some very depressed states of mind. Uh, we can get involved in comparing ourselves. We can get involved in feeling down because we're not doing as well or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, I think you nailed it on the head there.
1: And my recommendation too, is like when you are on the platform, whether you're consuming or creating at that very moment, think about that. We always say, begin with the end in mind. Think about that as an intention while you are online, right? We came online with the intention over this past year to make those relationships with people that were genuine money, wasn't a part of the conversation It was completely genuine and it in turn ended up to be exactly what we set it out to be. So today, guys,
0: we really wanted to delve as deep as we could into algorithms and understanding the influence and challenges that they do present. And as we navigate this digital age, I think it's very crucial for us to be proactive and thoughtful about algorithms, um, especially from the standpoint of how they operate and what they potentially could do. Instead of coming from the perspective of, well, how can I hack the algorithm to make my business stand out more or get in front of more people? Um, because that that shouldn't be how you're utilizing the algorithm in the and first place.
1: For the record, you can't really hack the algorithm.
0: Yeah, that is true. You, it's <laughs> really it, there. There really are no, in like for sure, hacks other than make better content that's more relevant to your audience so that they want to watch it, Um, which takes a lot of research into data and understanding them as people. Um, So act like an algorithm. Uh, Anyways, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And that's provided you with a lot of valuable insights uh, to help you navigate that world. And of course, we want to thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, And if you found this episode insightful, please leave us a review or rate us or like, share, comment, whatever it is. Um, We definitely are trying to grow. And your guys' support means everything to us. So until next time, guys, just stay curious and stay informed.